Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> it is the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo here on Back Row Radio. We're glad to have you with us. Back Row Radio. Wow, what a difference. <laughs> that pause gets longer and longer every time you do that. You're welcome. It is Christian Music Week. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Christian artists who cuss. What? It's a growing trend. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is June 26th, and Mo has some holidays for us to celebrate. I do, I do, I do. Shout out to all of our hairdressers, cosmetologists, barbers of the like. Today is Beautician's Day. <laughs> so I, Samantha and Leslie. I know Samantha them. and Leslie, yep. I mean, I can start shouting out some people that I know. Shout out Heather. Shout out Leah. Shout out Suzanne. Megan Kelly was. Shout out Megan Kelly. Yeah. Yep. Our friend Megan Kelly. See? These are all people that we know that you don't. And that's your loss. <laughs> Sorry. They might know them. They might know them. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and... And if you do, and Matt just totally offended you, today is also Forgiveness Day, so... Then your name is Kevin, and you're faking it. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pastor Kevin. I know you're listening. You know, here's a question for you. Did you... You never called him Pastor Kevin when he was here. No, because he made me call him Brother Kevin, because of the church they came from, they all said brother instead of pastor, and it was super weird. Yeah, they... They kept trying to like say brother Kevin. And brother so eventually Kevin, I gave up on that and I started calling him Rev Kev. Rev Kev. I just called him Kevin. Was that? But like, that was before I was friends with him. That was, was that just, incredibly that was disrespectful of me? But what's funny is, and I still just call him Kevin. Um, my kids still to this day call him Pastor Kevin. Yeah. When we go see them, Pastor Kevin. And they're always like, oh, you're not our pastor anymore. Mr. Kevin? No, is, that doesn't sound right. Pastor. pastor Kevin. <laughs> We've had conversations with our kids about what do we call him now? Just whatever feels now right. That he abandoned our flock. <laughs> Ooh. That's right. I said it. I said Ooh. it, Kevin. I, I said it. In I, your face. I did not. Take it. Accept it. I still love it, you guys. <laughs> okay. It's also National Chocolate Pudding Day. You forgot the middle one. I said it's Forgiveness Day. When? We've been I talking said, about Kevin ever since you said beauticians. No, no. <laughs> because I said, if Matthew offended you, today oh. is forgiveness day, so offer him forgiveness. I didn't hear that part. So yeah, if you right. all were like you're Matt right. and did not hear me because you're too busy <laughs> I, talking, today is forgiveness day. I forgive Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's National Chocolate Pudding Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is anyone excited about chocolate pudding anymore? I was really excited about it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like you go into like the restaurant that had the salad bar and there's a giant tub uh, of chocolate pudding. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who's putting pudding on their salad? Mm. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't meet that person. <laughs> if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Slash Back Row Radio, we are far below our funding goal for the end of the year, and we are not on pace to meet that funding goal. So we need you to step up and help us out. Please. 
just even just for a little bit, little bit of money, little bit, one out to eat meal a month, thrown our way to help us cover our costs for licensing, new music, storage space, all that kinds of stuff. And you know, we'd like to upgrade some of our equipment uh, eventually. Because most Are you mic, dying over there? most mark, mark, microphone, microphone falls and hits her in the face at least once a week. It does. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so you know, help us out. Help us keep it going. You never know. Never know what we what what financial difficulty we might have in the future. And if sure. you want us to keep on the air, you know, we need your help. True. It is rant Wednesday. Now rant Wednesday, we rant. Bastard. We rant. Mo, would you like to go first? Nope, you can go first. You think first. yours is better? Mm-mm. Okay, my rant is about Mo. Oh, no. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, I brought up the fact how I was disappointed that our local Walmart doesn't sell my one of the sodas that I really like, which was Diet Code Red. Yeah. And Mo got my hopes up saying, well, you know you can go to Walmart and ask them for this thing and they'll ship it here. And it doesn't even cost any more money. And that's how we get this fun soda from whatever across what the nation. That's not what I said. What? You have to go on the Walmart.com. Okay, yes. That, okay. Yeah, that's that, That's what I mean. Yeah, you okay. order it and they'll send it here. And uh, yeah, well, I got all excited about that. And I went to go do it only to find out that like a couple months ago they discontinued that soda. And so... I, my hopes were already low. They were they were as low as they could be. I was never getting the soda anymore. Then Mo came along and gave me hope. That is not it's just my just like fault. that scene in Endgame where Black Widow finds uh, Hawkeye and he says, Don't do that. Don't give me hope. Well, you gave me hope. And then you fell off a cliff <laughs> for the soul stone or whatever. Anyway, uh, spoiler alert. I don't, eh, it's been too long now. There's no more spoiler alert. So I felt really bad because apparently my sister-in-law, who is an avid listener, had not seen Endgame until... Last night, right? Yeah. Or two, a few nights ago, yeah. Yeah. Now my brother-in-law had seen it, but my sister-in-law hadn't. But she also didn't make us feel bad for spoiling anything I, I feel like if you're still seeing it at this point like it's it's clinging to only like the biggest theaters that have a couple extra screens if it's at this point and yeah. you haven't seen it you you should have heard heard everything by now exactly I mean, there's no way you've avoided exactly. spoilers that long. i mean we waited until <laughs> it was the ban was lifted right before the, we, we discussed yeah, it we did the official so, spoiler we waited for the official spoiler ban by yeah. the Russo brothers. Exactly. To lift. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, here's my rant. Okay. And I've already told Matt about this. We have a game called Judge Not. If you don't know about it, you should look it up. Because it's an amazing it. game. And listen, we might have new listeners. Okay. If you haven't played it, if you don't know it, you really need to play it. I like, it to tell website, people, I like to tell people it's like... A mix of apples to a- apples and cards against humanity, but so much better. It's like a mix mm. of those. Mm. That's it's. Mm. You're collecting cards. Mm. You're wanting to get the most points, and you're. But you're also making fun of people. Totally kind of. making fun of people. That's but element. apples to apples, you tend to make fun of Do people as well. Okay. So, 
I mean, as long as you're you got a backbone and you can right. play. It's like a lighthearted that. game. So not vindictive. Uh, right. I mean, some people take it a little too seriously. <laughs> and to those people, I want to say, grow up. <laughs> it's a game. Is this your rant? Grow We're just up? having fun. No, but <laughs> that's my secondary rant. A side rant. Side rant. <laughs> Back on track rant. So I was playing this game with some friends the other night, and the card read, who is watching Christmas movies before July? Now, I need all of my longtime listeners, all of my friends who have been with us since since podcast days, to perk up and go, well, that definitely wouldn't be Mo, because y'all know my rule. <laughs> you do not watch Christmas movies. Your Christmas tree doesn't go up. You don't listen to Christmas music. You don't do anything of the sort of Christmas until when, Matt? The day after Thanksgiving. Thank you. You know what? You can even do it Thanksgiving evening. Just after dinner. Just after, after the, meal. the meal has been had. Okay? <laughs> That's my rule. That was my rule growing up respect as a child. Respect the turkey. You gotta respect the holidays. <laughs> Every holiday is given its its own respectable time to celebrate it and christmas doesn't need to encroach any further thank you yeah i get it so i don't agree but i get it somehow i got given that card (laughs) somehow that card made its way into my pile because everybody voted and said that i was the one who's watching christmas movies in july (laughs) i even objected and gave my argument as to why this is not me this is not this card is not my card. <laughs> and still. And the judge did not rule in your favor. Ended up with that card. <laughs> so my rant is that if you're going to play a card game with me, you need to know where I stand on Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it loud and proud on the radio show for everyone to know. Christmas does not happen until after Thanksgiving. Until after the turkey has been carved. You have done your I am thankful for around your table with your family, and the meal has been had. End of I watched discussion. The Grinch last week. <sighs> <laughs> Listen, and then my child tried to lie and said, we just watched Elf two weeks ago when we went camping. And I was like, what are you even talking about? When did we watch Elf? And then I tried to remember if we watched a Will Ferrell movie. Which we did not, because Will Ferrell is like my least favorite actor, except for an elf. <laughs> so, I'm, what are you even talking about, kid? Doesn't make any sense. Crazy child. I know. I, so there's my rant. All right. Wasn't one of my better ones, but I I was pretty peeved. Yeah. But neither neither of us had great rants this week. Yeah. Because because okay. your rant was really for Code Red Mountain Dew, <laughs> not for me. You were the catalyst to my Whatever. Pain. <laughs> Don't be crazy. Uh, a Texas police officer who stopped to try to catch a stray dog was carjacked by the sneaky canine. What? Which feasted on the officer's beef jerky. The Kilgore Police Department said that an officer responding to a report of a loose pit bull spotted the dog running near a road and attempted to coax the dog into the back seat of his patrol vehicle. Department said the dog jumped instead into the driver's seat and became aggressive when the officer tried to remove it. The post said the dog hijacked the car and spent time enjoying the AC and the officer's bag of beef jerky. 
one dog that knows what he wants. True and he story. Gets it. Mm-hmm. A dog gets it. You know, we could all we learn could all a little learn something. Sometimes you just need a little AC and beef jerky. Yep. True story. A little ACBJ. Nope. That sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Forget I said that. Coming up later in the show. <laughs> we'll be back. What do we do with Christian artists who choose to cuss in their music? Oh my when we come back, oh, when I go ahead and head for the title. Stick around. Wow. To the back row morning show here on this Hawaiian's Day. With Matt There's so no. many letters in the word Wednesday. I want to accentuate them all. There is no T. No, that was a D. Oh. You said When you just do the consonant noise, they sound similar. Now I don't remember what letter of Wednesday I was on, so thanks a lot, Mo. What Ed? It's time for five yes. random facts. A with Mo. Five <laughs> random facts. Really? What? Oh, I'm supposed to say I'm sorry. I'm zoning out. Only about forty percent of. <laughs> Only about forty percent of a chicken nugget is actually meat. The rest is fat, skin, blood vessels, and bone fragments. Mmm, delicious. But that, that barbecue sauce, though. That barbecue sauce. But not, not Chick-fil-A nuggets, by the way, though. Chick-fil-A nuggets, 100% white meat chicken right up in there. No bone fragments in that Chick-fil-A nugget. I'm positive. That's why they my least favorite chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my blood vessels. <laughs> <laughs> that bone fragment? Yeah, that's right where it's my, at. My 60% not meat chicken nugget. Right? Mm. Right? <laughs> okay, in 1979, a woman tried to commit suicide by jumping off the 86th floor of the Empire State Building. However, she was blown back in onto a ledge on the 85th floor by a gust of wind. She was left with a broken hip. But alive. That's cool. I think that'd be like God saying, not today, Karen. <laughs> and Karen sues God for ruining her death and Incredibles 3. Oh my gosh, okay. What? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Bad movie pitch. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, in seven U.S. states, it's illegal to be atheist and hold public office. However, the rules are enforceable are enfor- unenforceable <laughs> man because they clash with the first amendment yep. that was difficult <laughs> 
space has a distinct smell, a bouquet of diesel fumes, gunpowder, and barbecue. The aroma is mostly produced by dying stars. So space smells like Texas, is what we're saying. Oh, dang. <laughs> that... Diesel, gunpowder, and barbecue sauce. Harsh. <laughs> Man. It's not an insult. That's just, that's what I think of when I think of Texas. If you were going to... If you were going to equate those three items in particular with a certain state, it would be Texas, right? Couldn't be any of the other states. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Man, that's just harsh. <laughs> I don't understand why. You offended all of the Texans. <laughs> and NASA is in Texas. <laughs> you offended all of the that's Texans. That's why. All of them. That's why it smells like that. They took the smell with them when the rockets. <laughs> All right. The annual number of worldwide shark bites is 10 times less than the number of people bitten by other people in New York. <laughs> I just want y'all to take that in. All of you who have a fear of going to the ocean, but you've been to New York. Just think about that for a minute. Just, Just think. <laughs> You are ten times more likely to get bitten by a stranger in New York than you are to be <laughs> with a shark in the ocean. True story, oh, y'all. That's funny. Get it together. All right. Well, last week, Mo and I played a game called Rapid Fire. Yeah, and it went on for forever. It went on for forever. Forever, ever, forever, we are, ever. We are, we are equally matched. Mm. So, Mo won. She did really good. I had a, I had a bum round, and uh, she won. Which means that's the only reason I won because you had a bum round. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Like you just uh, suck at the game, okay? That's how games uh, work. So uh, someone has a bad round and they lose. That's how uh, it works. I'm saying you were superior when we played. For goodness sakes. So since she won, she gets to challenge me for the title. Now I don't even want to play, so forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how this game works is uh, we've got it's 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 similar to the five second challenge game that we had played a uh, couple times before, where we you have to name three things, uh, but instead of having to name them within five seconds or you lose. Uh, we have a set amount of time, which I'm still not sure how long the time is, but <laughs> but we're trying to answer as many of those questions as we can in that time limit. Mm-hmm. So each time we answer the question, we get a point. You are able to pass if you don't know it, uh, but of course you lose that time that you would have had. Uh, so that's the simple, Got simple it. explanation. You want to go first? Sure. Answer, answer first? Sure. All right. Here we go. Five best herbs for dementia. An ad popped up. Sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Parsley, rosemary. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Now, here we go. <laughs> Name three things found on a farm. A cow, a grass, and a tractor. Name three exercises. Oh, crunches, sit-ups, pull-ups. Name three TV dads. Homer Simpson, um, from from Home Improvement. What's his name? Tim the Toolman Taylor and and Danny from Full House. <laughs> name three stereotypes. Uh, 
I don't think that's a good one. You want to pass? <laughs> I'm passing. <laughs> Name three things you carry in a purse. A credit card, wallet, and chapstick. Name three things you take camping. Uh, chairs, sleeping bag, pillow. Name three streets in this city. MLK, Main, and 21st. Name three words that rhyme with stuck. <laughs> Pluck! <laughs> That's not good! <laughs> At least two of your possible answers were awful, and I bet those were the only two popular That's answers. the only thing I could think! Uh, you got six. Man. <laughs> that was tough. The TV dads one killed you. I it could think of I ever. could think of shows, but I couldn't think of their names on the shows. Man. Oh, all right. So you got six. Not a bad. Aye, aye. I lost right. with a round of five, I think. <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready. Name three words that start with S. Uh, steam, stuck, uh, Simpsons. <laughs> Name three rodeo events. Skip. I can't remember. Name three Canadian capital cities. Toronto, uh, 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 Ontario, and um, uh, 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 I can't pass, can I? I don't know. Um, uh, and, 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 oh, gosh. I'm going to just die on this question. Are you really? I don't know. I don't know another one. What stinks is I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was a British or a capital, a Canadian capital city anyway. Wow. (laughs) Google. Dang it. Wow. (laughs) That's awful. And see, the reason oh, I knew that man. I couldn't pass is because I just learned when I was doing it here. Last week, we thought that there was just a limited number of passes. Yeah. It's not. If you pass, you have to answer the next, next question. question. Yeah. Oh. Yep. That's not fair. That's well, not I, fair I win. Also, like I said, I couldn't have told you whether they were capital cities or not, so you could have just made up something. I couldn't even think of something to make up that sounded halfway plausible. Like, is Ottawa. A- Ugh. Ottawa. Montreal, Quebec, Vancouver, Calgary. Looking at the list, I know all of those. Why didn't any of them come to my head? Same reason that nothing other than bad words came to my head for (laughs) stuck. This is stupid. It's a stupid game and I hate it. I really don't like the stereotype question. (laughs) Like, I feel like I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for, for answering that. No. It's it's asking for stereotypes. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see how that'd be misleading since I'm just talking the question at you. Right. You can't read it. Three stereotypes. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> so dumb. I got one. No, I won. No, I got, I got one. Man, that was just the worst. I'm sorry to our listeners, too. Just had to sit there 
and listen to me not answer the question because I'm stupid. They're, they were yelling them at you, Matt. Right, they all, yeah, that's exactly what that's was happening. That's exactly what was happening. Ottawa! <laughs> <laughs> Montreal! <laughs> it's like the most popular one! <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. <clears throat> Did the two that you say, were they even actual? Yes, okay. Toronto and Ontario okay. were both okay. actual ones. Man, that is just so disappointing. Uh, sorry. I'm I'm happy. Right. I'm not gloating, but well, I'm happy. That means next week I get to challenge my rematch in the same game. See if it was a fluke or if Mo deserves to keep the title. Oh my. <laughs> At which point, if she wins again for a third time in a row, that means I really have to earn my way back to get the title again. <laughs> that means it is my favorite game ever. What's that? Oh, this game. Oh my gosh. I'm not following with you. I'm still mad. He's not all listening upset. to me. I'm all upset now. Ugh. <sighs> New medical evidence reveals that your seemingly not so serious soda addiction could actually be very serious. So much so. That research is finding it could even cause cancer. Said research began after th after there was an increase in bowel cancer cases in people under 35 years old in the U.S. Dr. Lewis Cantley of Cornell University shared that from there, scientists discovered that glucose and fructose, which are found in drinks sweetened with corn syrup, actually accelerated the growth of intestinal tumors in mice, the Sun reports. So in this instance, diet soda is better for you. Except the aspartame and diet soda also may cause cancer. Mm -hmm. So all around, soda causes cancer. Here we were worrying about our cell phones and that 5G technology. Right. And all along, it's been the Dr. Peppers. Or whatever. True uh, story. Soda, really. I don't want to... Label just Dr. Pepper and they get sued by Dr. Pepper. No, don't sue Matt. Dr. Pepper, Coke, Pep. No, no, we're going to get sued by all of them. Oh, no. no, no soda causes cancer. This is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement. It's libel, slander, whichever one. I mean, we're reading it, but we're also talking it. So okay, then we're done. Whatever one of those that is. Find a way to end it, Matt. Find a way to end it. Abort! Abort! <laughs> When we come back, a Christian artist cusses in a song. Now what? Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It is our third hour, and it is Christian Music Week. 
all week long we're discussing topics within the realm of Christian music. Uh, today we are talking about how do we respond when a Christian or Christian band cusses in a song. Uh, this this really came to a head back in 2012 when P.O.D. released an album called Murdered Love, which in my opinion was a fantastic album, one of their best. But it had one issue and it came in the form of the last track on the album, a song called I Am. Uh, John J. Thompson explained the song like this on the website Think Christian. He said, The album's closing track, I Am, portrays the desperate inner turmoil of a soul trapped in pain, sin, and confusion who is experiencing the dawning of the light of salvation and wondering if they are worth the effort. The pilgrim's flesh recoils from the holiness of God. Lead vocalist Sonny Sandoval artfully captures the internal tension of spiritual rebirth in a way that is street smart, culturally relevant, and shocking. The lyric drops the F-bomb into the question, who are you? The word itself is conspicuously, edit, uh, conspicuously edited by a turntable scratch, so you don't actually hear the F-word, but you can tell that's what it was before it was censored. The choice makes perfect sense in this context and will likely turn the head of many P.O.D.'s non-Christian fans as the band takes their proverbial gloves off in order to truthfully portray this dramatic moment. The song ends as the rhythmic churn slows, the defiance changes, and the lyric quotes Revelations 21.5, Behold, I make all things new. The tension resolves as the character surrenders and seemingly accepts the divine love uh, offer. It's an incredible rock and roll moment and a shining example of P.O.D.'s lingering power to speak truth to the often nihilistic modern metal world. Still, many Christians won't be able to get past the implied use of profanity and will miss everything this song has to offer. Case in point, copies sold in Christian bookstores emit the closing track entirely. When uh, asked about it on Cross Rhythms, Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer, had this to say. He said, we never said this is Christian music. People saw the fruit of that and labeled us as Christians. I got saved and I just wanted to walk with Jesus. I'm learning the ropes. I didn't know there was two different industries. I didn't know there was a Christian industry and an evil secular industry. We just made music for anyone and anybody who would listen. Back then, 21 years ago, uh, when we started, I was never Christian enough for the Christian industry anyway because I had tattoos, my music was too loud. I never felt like I was this Christian guy in a Christian band making Christian music in a Christian industry. I'm not saying that allows me to say a swear word in a song, but I understand the crowd that's listening to our music. If believers are encouraged by our music and empowered by it, I'm stoked by that because we're together, we're a family. But when I'm in the real world, when I'm talking to real people that are addicted to everything under the sun, thinking about suicide, that are dealing with demonic forces, the last thing they're thinking about is a swear word. In some countries, I'm more shocked at the reaction because it's so minor an issue. On the record, it's blurred. We knew that believers were going to make such a stink about it rather than give it a chance. The sad thing is that the, word ex uh, the world expects that. When people go, I'm not going to listen to P.O.D. anymore because he said the F word and it's so ungodly. The world says, that's foolish. I love that song. He's talking about me. That's why I don't want to be a Christian. People like you. The institution of Christianity is so feeble, we don't think for ourselves. In my whole journey with God, I've been on the fence. I don't want a fake. Uh, I don't want this fake thing. When I got saved, it was real. I don't think the world has a problem with Jesus. I think that they have a problem with these religious people that our church has become 
that has got in front of Jesus and said, this is what Jesus is. Jesus is behind them saying, wait a minute, I need to clean this up so you can see me. That's 2,000 years of history. I'm so sorry if it offends people, but when I'm talking to someone that's two steps away from hell, they understand what it means. So that is the leaping forward point of this discussion. And, and I think, start I think no, I think that's the end of the discussion. <laughs> I feel like right there we can just end it and be done. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> As for the reasoning of that, yes. But... <laughs> You know, still, still they censored the song. Uh, they didn't put the F word in the song. And I do believe that was the right decision. It still brought the, the same emotion. You still understood what was being said and the tone that it was being said in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still made that point. But at the same time, it didn't actually say an explicit lyric. It didn't have to label the album explicit uh, or anything like that. Uh, there have been several instances where Christian artists, though, have actually cussed without blurring the word. Uh, King's Kaleidoscope had a song with two uh, F-words in it. The classic Crime had one F-word. May did a cover song for the Punk Goes Pop series that used the F-word, and they went ahead and said it. Uh, But those bands aren't super mainstream in the Christian world. The one that used to be was John Rubin. John Rubin used to be one of the premier Christian, uh, you know, the white rappers, you know, the, 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 in the time when Toby Mac was just starting out and KJ52 was big, John Rubin was right there too. Okay. And then this last, well, not his last album, I think it was two albums ago, he came out with an album that he titled Sex, Drugs, and Self-Control. And there was no song on there that said anything inappropriate or had any cuss words on it, but because the title of the album had the words sex and drugs in it no christian radio station would play it because they would have to say what the album title was or put it in the metadata or whatever it would be somewhere where people would see it and so they wouldn't play anything off the album the album wasn't particularly great either but there were a couple songs on it that were radio worthy in Mm -hmm. my opinion but at that point he kind of got kicked out of the christian music industry Uh, at least in the mainstream sector. Fast forward several years, he came out with his latest album. And in two of the songs, like this album kind of tells a a cohesive story through the songs, but in two of them, he uses the S word. And when he was asked about why he did it, he he was talking about how, well, number one, growing up, that was a word that his family used all the time. And so for him, he doesn't see it as a bad word, but he understands that other people do. But at the same time, he was trying to make a record that felt real and genuine. And so he decided to talk like he would actually talk. And so he put, he let those words slip in. They weren't, you know, they weren't part of the hook. They weren't this giant thing. There's just kind of a real quick moment where it just, there was the S word right in Mm -hmm. that lyric there. And... You know, there are music videos of those songs, and so you can see him actually saying them. And And I'll admit, even watching them, I'm like, ah, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we're not going to play a song here on Backdoor Radio that has the actual F word or S word or, you know, in it. Because I know a lot of y'all have kids, and that's a decision that y'all need to make as to if you're going to let them hear profanity or not, which... 
with TV and movies, with streaming and all that, that's almost not your choice anymore. <laughs> but With school. With school, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But um, it's, uh, it's difficult with those situations because what do you do? Now, I don't think it's as bad as a situation like we were talking about yesterday with bands that kind of leave the faith of if we still play them or not. If they have a song out there that has a cuss word in it that doesn't negate the rest of their stuff and doesn't negate them as Christians, uh, it's just they made a artistic choice, right or wrong. Uh, we probably won't play that song, but we can play all your other music, and yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, but it's even gotten to the point where people are afraid of the word hell. Now, when I was a kid, that was... Uh, just another one of the cuss words. Mm-hmm. You can't say the word hell ever, not even in reference to the actual place hell. Uh, to the point where I remember when I first started coming to this church and we were reading Bible verses and we got to verses that said the word hell, uh, I didn't know if I was allowed to say it. Yeah. You know, and, but, uh, you know, as time has progressed, we've kind of gotten over that yeah. as Christians. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. However, one of the people, you know, one of the, of all the bands or artists that would be on this list, I would think one of the last ones you'd ever think of, this controversial list, would be Hillsong United. But Hillsong United is now on this list with their praise song, even when it hurts, parentheses praise song, uh, with their lyric that says, even when the fight seems lost, I'll praise you. Even when it hurts like hell, I'll praise you. Now, in this context, hurts like hell, mm-hmm. you could see how that would sound like the cuss word version. But right. at the same time, knowing what they're talking about, it's talking about actual hell. Yeah. And as a lyric, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we have this song on our, on our rotation, but I wouldn't have a problem having it because of that. Yeah. But apparently it caused a big deal, a big kerfuffle within the Christian music industry. So you, you've you probably never heard the song, yeah, gentle listener, uh, because it's not on radio <laughs> because of that one lyric. Yeah. Which is just, it's so strange to say that about a Hillsong United song, mm-hmm. is that, you know, they're not going to be on here because they seem to be the tamest of all. Right. Um, so... We do play songs on Backer Radio that use the word hell uh, prominently in a way that some might consider cussing. Uh, not a lot. I have two, maybe three songs that I can think of that are like that. Uh, I know we have uh, one of the songs that's exclusive to our loud music hour on Saturdays is Stripers to Hell with the Devil, mm-hmm. uh, which actually came out in 1985. It came out when we were born. <laughs> but... That was that was my first instance of hearing it in a Christian song, hearing yeah. the word in a Christian song. And that was, it was scandalous. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I was being rebellious yeah. when I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, we also have a, a song from a, a uh, independent band called Cypress and, Cypress and Company. I think that's their name. Cypress and Co. Um, where... Their song's called "Through Hell." And it's talking about going, you know, going through hell to get to God, kind mm-hmm. of thing, get to salvation. And uh, 
you know, but they're they're promise, prominent. That these are these are in the chorus. You know, this is something you're going to hear multiple times in the song. Yeah. I don't get offended by it. I understand that other people might. What do you think? Do you get offended by the word hell? In a song? I do not get offended yeah. by the word hell. Knowing what you grew up listening to, I feel like you don't get offended by much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being judgmental here. Right. <laughs> Thou shalt not judge me. Um, I I do think that there is a fine line and there's yeah. a boundary. And it's exactly for the reason that you said, you know, I don't necessarily want my 13-year-old walking around dropping F-bombs. Right. Um, but I've really had to, within the last year specifically, since both of my boys have been in middle school, I've really had to evaluate why is that? Why do I not want them walking around? I don't walk around dropping F-bombs, but why do I have such a disdain for it? Right. Okay. Because we now live in a place where the teachers in our district are not allowed to um, punish or discipline kids for use of language. Because it's considered a cultural thing. Exactly for the reason that John Rubin said he grew up and the S word was used in common conversation Vernacular. within his family. Um, it's That is how it is here yeah. in our area of where we live. You know, that's just how families talk. And while it's not how we talk with our kids, kids, the majority of the population here where we are, they hear it from mm-hmm. their parents on a daily basis. And for us to punish them or discipline them for something that their parents do, it's it's muddy waters. It's, you know, it's just hard mm-hmm. as an administrator or a teacher. That being said, I've really had to take a step back and go, okay, is this just something that I personally feel like? Or do I have scriptural backing, biblical backing to say, this is not how we talk. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. And that's that's typically how I want to lead. That's how I want to parent. I don't want to lead them, well, because I said it's wrong and that you have to do what I say. But I want to be able to back it up with scripture. Sure. And of course we have that verse about, you know, not letting any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Exactly. And so that brings us back to that discussion that we had on cussing a while back. Yeah. Which, you know, well, what qualifies it as unwholesome is you know is cussing i mean there's like a spectrum to cussing mm-hmm. if it's genuinely emotional genuinely a, a a actual real response is that as sinful as you know a rap song that just kind of throws it out there just for fun yeah and just drops it every other word yeah for no reason you know are those equal you know and you know, I think I, I don't remember where you landed, but I, re, I remember landing on the side of no, they're not equal. Uh, that an emotional, an emotional response, an emotional reaction is more valid. And thus, in my opinion, I mean, I wouldn't say good per se, but I would say definitely more acceptable, uh, an acceptable usage of it. Uh, for instance, like usually the only time that I let cuss words slip is when someone's about to hit me with their car. And it's usually the S word. Yeah. And when I'm when I survive and I'm driving away, 
I don't feel bad that I said the S word. Yeah. That was my gut reaction of fear. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to stop myself if I tried. But in that moment, I wasn't thinking, gosh, I wonder what God would think of me saying the S word when I get to heaven after I get plowed into by this uh, minivan. Yeah. I'm thinking, I might die right now. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. And I don't want to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'm not... And at the same time, I don't think that's what God's thinking either. I don't think, oh, well, he almost died, but he said the S word twice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame, shame. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's how our, our God responds to that situation. Yeah. Uh, so with songs, I don't know. I think like with John Rubin's songs, he could have easily gotten away without saying it, using a different word, making the exact same point. Because they weren't really emotional usages usages of them. They were just kind of, uh, he's, you know, he just said that was the easiest word to put in there kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I would have said. While but POD- at the same time, I can respect his explanation of it. He wanted to make a real album that felt more genuine. Mm-hmm. And in order for it to be, um, so if you made an album and didn't say didn't say dope in a single wor- in a single song i might would be like matt this isn't really you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah where and i can kind of i so i'm going to put myself in the position of the family and the close friends of john rubin who have spent their entire life listening to him talk and then he puts out this album and it's not really him it doesn't really sound like him in conversation and interaction with him why are you being some false person in your album do you know what yeah are you no and i I get that get to where i'm going are you following my train of thought much like every discussion that we've had so far this week yeah that's it's it's such a weird fine line between that and between it's it's interpreted differently by all all different manner of christians and uh yeah, I mean, I can understand that, and I can also understand the, the complete opposite interpretation. Uh, it's it's a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, but we also find the same outrage uh, when artists who collaborate with other artists cuss. Um, who, who cuss? I'm sorry. So even if they themselves don't. So there, there are several... Stories that have come out in the in the last uh, couple of years, but they most prominently happen in the rap and the R&B sector. So Lecrae uh, dropped a clean verse on a song with uh, artists named Mozzie and Rex Life Raj, whom I have never heard of either of those. Uh, but they both dropped a few cuss words in an otherwise positive song. It's called Blessings. Uh but the last word, the last verse was really rough, like kind of, kind of gross in the way. And, okay. and that was the song that, you know, that was the verse that kind of ended the song. So even though Lecrae's verse in the middle there was clean and appropriate and wonderful, because it was a part of this song that had this kind of rough verse at the end, Lecrae was the one getting the backlash as if he had said it. Of course. And then NF did the same thing. He dropped a clean verse on a song called Epiphany with the rap artist uh, Futuristic, who was originally this weird, like, nerdy rapper. Uh, 
and he abandoned all that and said he hated what he put out as that, and now he was trying to kind of reinvent himself. And this was kind of the first thing that we saw of that reinvention. But in his verse, he dropped the S word a few times, uh, while NF, you know, didn't, because he doesn't cuss in his raps. Uh, and the song had a very positive tone as well as the other song, but NF got heat because Futuristic cussed, and he was a part of that song. Should they get heat? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it bringing a positive message to a sector that might not hear it as much? Uh, or is it collaborating with the devil? So, <laughs> I feel like, and it's going to seem so simple and basic, but this is my, this is my answer. So basic, Mom. So basic. Um, and... You don't like it, you don't like to hear it, you don't like to say it, okay. That's okay. That's your conviction. Stand by it, live by it, be true to it. Don't don't listen to it. You have now heard a song. Oh, okay, I'm not going to listen to that song anymore. Let's move on from it. Let's move past it. But let's not make such a big stink about little things like this because I can't help but question who you're reaching if this offends you so much. <laughs> I, I Truthfully, yeah. I want to sit back and go, okay, then who are you sharing the gospel with? Mm-hmm. If you can't stomach to hear the S word or the F word, then who are you sharing the gospel with? Yeah. See, this reminds me of that discussion we had about Francis Chan a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where he had accepted an invitation to come preach at the SEND conference, which was right. full of... Uh, mostly um, prosperity gospel preachers mm-hmm. and, and the like. And, uh, this, you know, everyone was questioning, why are you there? Why are you there? And so he finally answered, look, I, I don't accept uh, speaking engagements to places where everybody else who's talking is going to sound like me. Yeah. I go to places where they might not be hearing the right message or, or enough of uh, the right message. And so even if everybody else on the stage is preaching something that's off, I'm going to bring them something solid and biblical to take away. Yeah. And so it's, it's planting a seed. Now, of course, this is a, a, a example where it's still in the faith community. Mm-hmm. But I see it in the same way as, you know, if I can sprinkle just a little bit of this godly positivity into the secular world, even if it is with a verse in a song that is otherwise... Uh, slightly offensive or inappropriate to the Christian world. If I can drop this into the secular world and maybe just put a little bit of of a ripple Mm -hmm. in this pond Mm -hmm. and and a little bit of a seed in the minds of of the kids who are listening to nothing but, you know, inappropriate quote-unquote rap Mm -hmm. or music, how's that a bad thing? Yeah. The only thing, the only people that it hurts is the rapper themselves. Yeah. Because they're putting themselves out there in a position that they're going to get criticized for. Right. But they knew this was coming. They knew it would be a problem for some people. Yeah. But they also knew that those weren't the people they were trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with what Lecrae or NF did. I have no problem that Kirk Franklin uh, was 
an influencer behind Kanye West's weird gospely album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 been. We separate ourselves too much from the rest of the world. Sure, we are not of this world, mm-hmm. as the Bible puts it, but we are in this world, and we are supposed to be all things to all people. We're supposed to be able to live among those that don't believe to influence them in a positive way. Yeah. Not to yell at them, not to demean them, not to belittle them, mm-hmm. but to show them that love, that grace that Jesus did. When Jesus went and hung out and partied with the sinners and the tax collectors and the whatnot, he wasn't there, you know, pointing fingers in their face and yeah. holding picket signs and doing everything. He was there loving them, mm-hmm. showing them that godly love, that 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 path to salvation through those planted seeds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And pretty much ever since then, we've been fighting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and Peter did the same thing. We were all getting it. Was it Paul? Was it Paul and Peter? Yeah, I think it was. Who are arguing over doctrine and arguing over what's the best way to do this and the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. And it just never stops because essentially we're just as bad as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's the thing that I think too many of us as believers refuse to accept is that we're just as we're not any better than anybody else just because we're Christians. Mm-hmm. We're just forgiven, and that's the only difference. Right. Um, lastly, in this area, is talking about relationships. Uh, we have a band on our rotation called Mike Mains and the Branches, and their latest album was a whole album about how Mike's and his wife's marriage nearly ended and how they fought back for it. But it is very raw. It's very emotional. Uh, and it, but it does include one song that heavily implies that they are sexually attracted to each other. And it's very obvious. But they are married. But talking about relationships that don't conform to the perfect Christian utopian relationship aren't allowed, even though... Those don't exist and never have. Uh, and even talking about that kind of stuff within the realm of marriage feels inappropriate because that's how we've been conditioned to think. Mm-hmm. Love songs are rare in the Christian, especially in the Christian mainstream, like stuff on K-Love. Yeah. You don't hear love songs on K-Love, uh, very rarely. Every now and then they do that weird thing around Valentine's Day where... Like Matthew West writes a love song based on some listener's story. But it's not a common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do hear a love song, it's always got some weird uh, external connection to like a Kendrick Brothers movie, like Fireproof or something. Yeah. Uh, but to hear a song about a relationship that's not perfect, or a relationship that's struggling, or, or to hear a song about... Uh, bad relationships or times that you messed up in relationships in the past uh like reliant k they came out with that album called collapsible lung which was almost entirely about relationships now i don't know if these were based on true stories or if these were fictional accounts that they made up but the relationships weren't quote unquote godly relationships these were things kind of outside of marriage mistakes that they'd made bad bad choices that they made but you know they were presented as real stories 
and not as like life lessons or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a quote unquote Christian album mm-hmm. as it as most of Reliant K stuff has been. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people dislike it simply for that reason. I love that album. That's one of my favorite of their albums. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I can't put a lot of the songs on the on the station. Yeah, because they aren't framed around a Christian worldview. Many mm-hmm. of them, they're framed around mistakes and there's no real resolution at the end yeah to show any growth or christian things so it's a a weird balance of again being real mm-hmm. having real stories that really happen to real people yeah or keep this christian facade going that the only things we can ever talk about are the things that must be perfect that must be done exactly the way the bible says and if we talk about it in any other vein, it's bad. Or it's approving of it. Or it's supporting it. Mm-hmm. Just to acknowledge that it exists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing just like the cussing. Is, you know, why would we admit that some of us cuss? Or why would we admit that some of us struggle when we could just write a song about how we don't need to do that? Or how we used to do that? And then God came and made us better. And now we're perfect Christians. That's just kind of the the formula I see. Yeah. Especially, in, again, in the mainstream radio. Yeah. Christian radio. But, uh, you know, now, like I said, with this song, the Mike Mains, you know, it's talking about sexual attraction between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels weird, but not weird enough that I don't play it on the station. But, it's you know, it does take you back so you know they use a word like lover in that song Mm -hmm. you know and back in the 90s you had six pence and the richer came out with kiss me Mm -hmm. you didn't hear that on christian radio stations back then you heard that on the secular radio stations (laughs) and there wasn't even really anything inappropriate in the song it was just song about kiss kiss me yeah uh baby baby amy grant you're going to oh, hear that yeah. on Christian radio stations. <laughs> yeah. True. It was very strange. And again, there were there wasn't anything really inappropriate in those songs. It was just acknowledging love. It was acknowledging relationships. It was acknowledging yeah. romance. But we couldn't have that. See, so here's my thought. Okay. Specifically on like those two songs in particular. I do I think there's anything wrong with those two songs? No. Do I think there's anything wrong with music that encompasses relationships? No. That's why I listen to secular music. Do I listen to all secular music? No. But right. do I listen to secular music that I feel like um speaks truth about worldviews and relationships and marriage and songs that I can relate to on any sort of level without um, compromising my convictions. Yes, I will listen to, to that kind of music. Do I feel like it should be on Christian radio? No. But here's why. Because Christian radio, to me, points back to Christ. There's an aspect of Christian music or Christian radio that 
at the end of it, like you were saying, there should be a resolution that points back to at least I can say, okay, this was a song pointing me towards Jesus. This was a song kind of helping me to um, uh, reconcile relationships in a way that is Christ-centered, is in a way that is focused on biblical views. So just because it's a, a good song, it's a relatable song, it's a song that I can pinpoint in certain areas of my life, doesn't necessarily mean that it, and it's done by a Christian artist, doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be on Christian radio. Okay. Well, with with that vein in mind, then, comparing those two songs, Kiss Me and Baby Baby, to the songs from Reliant K's album, which... Uh, Mostly focused on the non-ideal Christian relationship. Mm -hmm. Compared to those other two songs, Kiss Me and Baby Baby, which didn't seem to have anything really inappropriate in them in a Christian relationship setting. Right. It's just that they were focused on a relationship. Right. Wouldn't we give a pass to that if it was a a, uh, biblically sound... Uh, relationship thing wouldn't that still kind of point to christ in that it's a you know we're celebrating that love that 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 husband and bride uh ideal that that uh we're supposed to be pushing yeah it's that fine line <laughs> yeah no yeah. and i agree i'm just it's I'm, that I'm playing, oh i know playing devil's advocate here just Ooh, to we, are, we don't play devil's advocate matt we <laughs> are don't too, need no advocates we are too oversaved for that kind of stuff up in here um no it's that fine line i and i will say there's there's a song oh man i wish that i knew the title of it but there's a song by chris august that and he's a He's a Christian yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. I, But it's a song specifically about a husband and wife and about marriage. And I just can't remember the name of it. But anyway, when I first heard it, I can remember thinking, oh, that's a little, it's a little strange for me. I heard it at a Christian concert. He was with Big Daddy Weave. And I, it took me back because I thought, wait, I'm worshiping Jesus right now. I'm getting my worship on. But this really doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Right. I will admit that I agree. Even when the song is is biblically sound, Mm -hmm. if it's not somehow at least indirectly focused on God, Mm -hmm. uh, it feels weird. Yeah. But if it is even slightly focused on God, it doesn't. Yeah. Like like, uh, DC Talk on their last album, Supernatural, they came out with a song called God Send. And it's all about a woman, but, you know, it's the song is, you're a godsend. Mm-hmm. And so that was fine with me. I never was taken aback by that. Yeah. But at around the same time, Kiss Me came out. That always made me weirdly uncomfortable. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, nothing was really wrong with it. I'm like, this is strange. This I, is a Christian I can't, band. Yeah, I can't envision myself in my prayer to God saying, kiss me beneath <laughs> right. the milky twilight. <laughs> But then, see, yeah, but see, that also brings up a whole nother debate in Christian music, which we won't get into now. But the idea of does all Christian music have to be about Christianity or can we talk about other things, not just relationships, but like, you know, just other problems, family, whatever. 21 Pilots, they're not a Christian band technically, but they're on our station because they're Christians in a band, which is another conversation we'll have tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they have a song. They have several songs that aren't about 
uh, God. They have several songs that are. Uh, they're so flowery, sometimes it's hard to tell. But uh, poetic, we'll put it poetic. But, you know, they have a song about family called My Blood. And, you know, it's not really focused on God. It's focused on, you know, I'll be there for you in any situation. Yeah. Uh, because you're family. Yeah. And, you know, is is that a It's okay a fine message? line. It's is a it fine not? line. It's because, really weird. So, because we are adopted as family. We are adopted yeah. as sons and daughters of, of God. So I can see, I don't know the song, but I can see how I could take that message and say, okay, yes. I am of his blood. I am his family. You know, he's always going to be there for me. Mm-hmm. He's the one who I can rely on and depend on. I don't know that I can say that I want God to be my lover. Even that, Jesus, lover of my soul. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Even that one that for one me was a little like, <laughs> It's because of that word. Because it's genuinely, generally used for like a sexual lover. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. When, we, when we say the word lover... Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So, and I don't think that there's really any right or wrong argument. I think that it's just a personal, and and I don't even know that it's a conviction. It's just a personal preference. Yeah. You know, of what makes us feel comfortable and what makes us feel a little (laughs) ee. Well, I guess that's where we'll leave it for today. Yes. Let's uh, end this segment. You want to introduce it? I will. We're going to. Do the time of the week. Do the time of the week. We're going to introduce the time of the week. We're going to be a part of the time of the week. (laughs) For is it a sin? I hate doing the introductions for segments. (laughs) This is not my thing. (laughs) We're going to do the time of the week where we do the thing. We do the thing. Okay. Uh, We've all asked these kinds of questions before, but now Matt's going to bring you the answer that you need. Our first question is from Drama Queen, and she asks, Is it a sin to fart in the church or during prayer? Rule of thumb, church, no, unless you're in the baptistry water. Prayer, yes, unless the person praying is low-key gossiping. (laughs) (laughs) Our second question is from Marley. My rent check hasn't been cashed yet for this month. Is it a sin to hope my landlords were in a tragic accident? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Are you a demon? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And then lastly, our final question comes from Randy. Is it a sin to crave Chick-fil-A on a Sunday? Craving isn't a sin. Let's just put that out there. But if you start lusting for that succulent, golden brown, perfectly fried chicken, those buttery buns of two crucial tangy pickles being slowly seductively unwrapped from its foil-lined pocket like a bride on her honeymoon. Matthew! Sorry, sorry. God. If, that, if that's the case, then, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> and that'll do it. Here goes to the sin. Stick around. We'll be back to close out the show. Ugh.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as we're going to close out the show for the day. We've got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Leviticus 19.18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. And our thought for the day comes from Chuck Swindoll. Don't waste time running from God's plan for your life. He will have his way, whatever it takes. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot that love thy neighbor as thyself was also in the in the Old Testament. What? Yeah, yeah crazy. I kind of forgot about it. You need to read the Old Testament more, Matt. Yeah, yes. Whatever. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Our podcast is available if you miss the show uh, on backrowradio.com. Click the podcast tab and it'll take you to our new podcast host, uh, if you've been following us already on our podcast and you're noticing that you're not getting the new episodes, that's because we had to change hosts and then they bungled the move and so we basically have a brand new feed. And so I don't know how long it takes for those the new feed to show up in the, the podcast aggregators out there, um, but for now, you can find it over at podbean.com. Search for Back Row Morning Show or like I said, at backrowradio.com. We have the link there. And we'll, we'll also try and post the new shows, the new podcasts, as they become available on our social media and in Back Row Baptist Church. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. Mo, what is our final word? Oh, man. Christian music has got me all flustered. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye! Bye!